spine and sprocket. David! What? Now, I'm really sorry to be upsetting you, but I have to warn you. Warn me? We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this. On the moors, we were attacked by a lycanthrope, a werewolf. I was murdered, an unnatural death. And now I walk the earth in limbo until the werewolf's curse is lifted. Shut up. The wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. What? Please believe me. You'll kill people. Nurse! Listen to me! Nurse! The supernatural, <laughs> the power of darkness, it's all true. The undead surround me. Have you ever talked to a corpse? It's boring. I'm lonely. Take your life, David. Kill yourself. Before you kill others. Please don't cry. Beware the moon, David. Hello, everyone. And that was a scene from one of Dave's favorite films, American Werewolf in London. And I'm Jeff, and I'm here with Dave. Dave speaks of himself in the third person. Often. Yes. That way I'm not responsible for anything. And that was a great scene from that film. <laughs> and this is Spine and Sprocket. We're glad to be back. We don't know uh, what day it is, do we, Dave? Uh, we, the date we got is somewhere in November yeah. 2017. Yeah. But all the films we do are often past films. But what about next show, Jeff? Assuming we get two werewolves together in this one, our topic next time might be... Murder on the Orient Express. That's right. Much more timely. A film out within weeks. Perhaps. Yeah, coming. It's maybe, coming out next week. We got to go to the movie next week. We do. Yeah. We had How exciting! Scheduled already. Yeah. Okay, we'll get that done. Yes. So look forward to that, folks. And I'm hoping more werewolf stuff, but just a little burned out. Oh, just just a little. Give it a couple months yeah. rest. You know, because I, I I watched obviously American Werewolf in London. We read this werewolf book. And then I watched the original Werewolf with Lon Chaney. I didn't watch it with Lon the Chaney. The Wolfman. Ah, uh, the Wolfman. Sorry. Yes. Or as it's called in Hispanic countries, El Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, I watched that last night. Robbie was watching it. My wife was watching it with me, sort of, while playing Candy Crush. And she was... Uh... <laughs> and it's the kind of movie where you really can play Candy Crush while you're watching it. Yeah, but we can't review it now. No, no. I'd like to get through all the Universal Horror films, too, at some point. Yes, we will. Of the same, we're going to not do this show anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're doing these... Uh, and I also yeah. lent Jeff this... How, what, how do you pronounce that in Spanish? El Wolfman. But it's the uh, same name, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, how about that? So, and Benicio Del Toro. This one was from 2009. Seems like just yesterday. It does. My daughter and I watched this one together. She liked it very much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen that one yet. 
So there's lots of Wolfman stuff to do, but we don't want to just become the Wolfman show. We could, though. We could just do the the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to Wolfman (laughs) and werewolves and the like. And their little dog. Lycanthropes or throps. Lycanthropes. Yeah, are there any Jack-O-Ware films? Any what? Jack-O-Lantern films? Jack-O-Ware. Oh, Jack-O. I I don't know. That's in the D&D original. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Like were-jackals. Oh, really? Call them jack-o-wares. know that. But anyway, American Werewolf in London. This was filmed, uh, created in 1981, directed by John Landis and starring David Naughton and uh, Joe Belcher and others. <laughs> I was in college when I saw it. Did you see it? In- uh, I was out. just out of college, yeah. I was out of college for a couple of years. Did you see it in the theater? Yes, I did. Oh. I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, and it seemed like there was I'm a. Sorry. It was a yes. <laughs> Those were good years, but um, yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater alone and enjoying it. Oh, yeah, good. I thought it was good. Okay, good, good. Yeah, but I and I haven't seen it in a long time, so it was fun to rewatch it. So tell me what you thought of it. Well, Dave. you know, I like to kind of go in order, so I thought a great opening song during the credits. Do you remember? No. Blue moon, oh, okay. I saw you standing alone. Yeah, great. Yeah. I knew right then, this is going to be a great film. The slaughtered lamb sign as the boys are walking through. So it's these two guys, they're on vacation. Yeah. Spring break? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they're breaking from, Something. they're in college, I think. Yeah. And they're taking so, a little time off. So they're backpacking across... England. Yeah, Northern England. Okay. Yeah. And then there's this, they get to this. And how, how did you like that? How did you like their interaction in that? I thought, you know, I thought the film had a very interesting style to it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. As they're walking and talking and maybe ad-libbing, it sounded, it, it, felt, it felt like it wasn't uh, scripted. Yeah. It felt comfortable. Yeah. Uh, they get to the slaughtered lamb sign. Yeah, looking for a place to get a hot meal. It's a little scary in itself. Yeah. For a yeah. And then there's dead silence in the... They walk into the place. Yeah, love that. Everyone in the pub, dead silence. Sides. Yeah. It stops. I love that. Yeah. I, those are great scenes. I've always wanted that to happen to me <laughs> when I go in a place. Just And sometimes I'll step in like, and I'm waiting for it, but no, life goes on. People keep slurping their soup and... <laughs> and everyone stares at them. Yeah. And there's uh, then the pentagram on the wall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now they all start talking. Right? It's pretty normal. They order. And then the younger guy, what's his name? Griff Griffin? The actor? Uh, not David. The younger guy plays Jack. He plays Jack Goodman. That Yeah, Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dunn. <clears throat> Jack. Uh <laughs> Right? He's like, hey, what's that pentagram on the wall? Yeah. And then it's again, right? Yeah, dead, dead silence. silence again. And then they all start to call me. I thought that whole pub scene had just the right amount of uh, comfort and yet eeriness yeah. in it as it played out. And the whole film, just mixing humor and, and fear very, very well. And would you have felt uncomfortable enough to think you need to get out of there? Because it was a dark night. It was raining outside. It, they were cold. They found this place to go. Was there a room available to them? I would have stayed. 
You would have slept on the floor. I would have stayed and made friends. Even with the pentagram on the wall? Yeah. Right. They felt uncomfortable, so they left. Where were they going to? I forgot. I guess they just, they thought they were going to go to the next town. Okay. Hiking through. And of course, as they're leaving, the guy's saying, all right, beware the moor. Yeah. Stay off the moors. Stay off the moors. Stick to the roads. Stick to the path. Yeah. And then Jack is, of course, killed. Well, yeah, because what do they do? They walk on the moors. They get off the roads. I didn't. And I'm thinking. I remember thinking this when they when I first saw this movie. I thought, "What? You dummies! They tell you to stay on the road, and they're just oh, that's right. They're just off. talking and talking, and then they yeah. look down, and he goes like, "Oh, where's the road? Yeah, right. Yeah. Been yeah. That. No, you're right. Um, yeah. And so the werewolf attacks, and it was like a wolf wolf. Yes, not a man wolf. No, and no. we we see it a little bit. We see the head of it. You know, in D and D, there's three types of werewolf thingies, and I, I well, we don't want to get too into that. But the one is the hybrid form. The one is the human form. Okay. I'm a, I'm a lycanthrope. I'm in human form. So arms and no legs, problem. and just a head of a wolf. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you're just a human. Fully human. Right? Oh, fully human. Then there's like they can take the hybrid form, and oh, this okay. is films like The Wolfman. Either this 09 version or that 1941 Blanchini Cheney version where he yeah, gets a lot of hair and he walks on his toes. <laughs> right. He walks he on the balls of his feet. Part of it is you're walking on two feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he keeps his pants on. Yeah. Your clothing his pants still fit. Off. His pants still fit, right. which I thought, well, <laughs> you how much that. of a wolf are you? Save that till we do that show. <laughs> and then the, the that's the hybrid form. And then there's the uh, full, like, wolf. You're, yeah. You're a big kind of monstrous looking actual wolf on all fours. Yeah. So there you go. And, and all like it's ropes in 3.5 D&D function that way. You could be this hybrid form. And I like the hybrid. I'm a hybrid kind of like guy. Yeah. I like the hybrid. What's the point of just becoming a wolf if all the wolves right. are already wolves? That's right. You know, I want to have like arms and jump around. And you want to stand out in a crowd <laughs> of wolves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now when, when you're fully human and you're a wolf, what's that about? You're you're just carrying the lycanthrope gene. You haven't cha- transformed. Oh, okay, okay, right. And then, right. So, so what attacked uh, Jack was a the full like, was a wolf, full wolf. He yeah. was a, more of a looked like a dire wolf or a large large yeah. wolf. Yeah, but yeah, but it was a, a werewolf for sure. Yeah, tore him up pretty bad. And and uh, David, he got knocked out. He got yes. knocked out. Yeah. Oh, and because the, the townspeople came up. And that's right. They shot the wolf and scared it away. Yeah. Or maybe they, oh, they killed it, and it was the other guy in the village. Right. They killed it with silver bullets or That's something. right. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't need silver bullets. I forget. But, yeah, it, then it was their other friend in the village. They right. They killed their buddy to yeah. save him. Um, and then I wrote down the U.S. Embassy guy. Did you like him, Jeff? Well, the U.S. Embassy guy was Frank Oz. Why did I write that? I Who plays, plays the voice of... Yoda and Miss Piggy. I did not know that. Yeah. And apparently Frank Oz appears in all of the John Landis films as a small part. Yeah. I read that somewhere, but I I, I don't know that for a fact, but apparently he does. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a, just kind of a funny thing. Was he a humorous touch or too annoying? Uh, I thought he was humorous. Okay. But you know, there, there were times when I was having a hard time balancing the, the amount of humor with the seriousness of the film. You know, a little bit. At other times also? Uh, yes. Okay. I yeah. thought it was the right mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But then he meets in the hospital the lovely, um, what's her name? Nurse. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nurse. Oh, nurse. Uh, Jenny. I think it was. Uh, her first name is Jenny. It's, her last name is like a, a gutter. A-G-U-T-T-E-R. I don't know how you pronounce that. She plays Nurse, nurse Alex Price. Okay, Alex. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. That sounds right. And David has a dream. That one that was almost killed by the werewolf in the hospital, running in the woods, point of view, camera shot, yes, shot, right. Him running naked, eating deer, right? Yes, out there. And then his family, then he's at home, and his family's like, "Hey, we're having dinner. Come in to dinner." And then the Nazi monsters show up. Yeah, it was the double dream, right? Yes, you thought he woke up, right? And he was at home, and but then Nazi monsters, right? Showed up and started killing everybody in his family. The old double dream trick. It always gets me. Yeah, me too. And then the great part, I thought, when Jack appears, his dead friend, because Jack was actually slain. Yes. And Jack appears to him in the hospital after he wakes up from the dream. Yeah, and an unusual thing at the time was that Jack appeared in bright light as a torn up kind of zombie. Mm-hmm. You would not usually see that, right? It would be a night scene. It would be scarier. Yeah. But they're just doing it like, okay, this is like normal life. And here your buddy sh- shows up from the from the beyond as a zombie. And, of course, is telling David that he needs to kill himself. Yeah, because he's – does he tell him? I can't remember now. Maybe does he the tell first him? time. That he's a werewolf, yeah. he doesn't tell him at that time. Tells him something he? the first time. Yeah. I thought it was very unusual and funny. Jack's brought home by the nurse. Some guys have all the luck. That's, that turned out really well for him. Uh, how, how does Do that? you need a place to stay? I thought, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I'm a British nurse. Yeah, I'm a British nurse. I don't normally take young boys home. And I thought, uh, bet. No, but I like that part. <laughs> but um, and he. Jack tells the doctor, not Jack, but David, somehow the doctor is uh, sort of intrigued by this case. Was he? Yeah. Because oh, later yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, Jack makes his second appearance. He's a little more rotted. Yeah. He's a little more in the dark. Yeah. Is that when he shows up with Mickey Mouse? Yes. Yeah. Holding the little dongles. Hi, David. Yeah. I, I mean, I just thought that was the most hilarious thing when I was in college. <laughs> I really did. I mean, when have you ever seen a zombie hold up a little down and go, hi, David, before? In your well, life? that's true. Right? <laughs> it's probably the only time it's happened. And then the bad, what song? Another great song. Yeah, it was interesting. There, You point this out. There was a lot, a lot of music in this film. And in the book that we read, there was lots of music in the book. He was constantly referring to what was playing on the radio. Oh, Maybe, he was. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just a, a thing. joke about books no. having soundtracks. No. <laughs> no, but he kept saying, like, um, Lay Lady Lay was playing on the radio in oh, the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then the Eagles were playing on the radio in the book. That is but here, correct. yeah. So what was this next song? Was it uh, seen The Bad, Bad Moon Rising? Moon Rising. I yeah. Because of that. Yeah, great.
right. And that now is when, wasn't that when he starts to change? Uh, yes, I think so. I said one of the best interludes in film. I usually hate interludes where the music plays and they just show a bunch of scenes. No, maybe he didn't turn. He was walking around or he was healing or something. Well, he was bored, so he was just kind of oh. moving around the apartment and he, looking for stuff to do. Yes, and then he transforms. And that transform, you know, was it like... Okay, I think of Lon Chaney's name. Was it like Lon Chaney sitting in the chair and transforming quietly? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was funny watching Lon Chaney. Watching that after watching this. Did you know they have a model kit of the Lon Chaney with three heads? Really? You can put it on the human head and you can put it on. I just saw it in a wow. Monsters in Motion model kit company. You can put it on the halfway werewolf head and the full werewolf head. Wow. <laughs> I guess if you film that with an overlap, it would look just like the movie. Yeah. But um, no, that is true. Um, yeah, this transformation. Well, this was a big uh, deal, and oh, to me, this was the ouch. this was the whole thing on the movie. You could have just him changing. That's what sold the movie. That's why people went to see this movie. Well, for other reasons too. But this was a big deal. It was, and this and there was no CGI or anything. This was all done mechanically and yeah, like bone bones cracking, cracking and stretching in pain. Yeah, not a fun transformation. No, and I never realized that turning into a werewolf was so painful. But right. it makes sense because see, in the in the forties back then, it, you know, they had to conceal the darker side of everything about yeah. life. Yeah. So they couldn't tell you the truth. No. In a Lon Chaney werewolf film. Yeah. But now it's like the eighties. Everyone's like the post Vietnam, post that uh, TV quiz show where that guy was cheating. It was revealed <laughs> in the fifties, and America lost its 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 innocence. innocence. Yes. And so now... Say goodbye to innocence. We can handle the truth yeah. of a real werewolf transformation. Yeah. Oh, it was painful. Uh, and you're right. It's stretching out that jaw. Yeah. Yes. And the deal is, uh, this was um, back when I was a kid reading Famous Monsters of Filmland. The makeup guy. What was the kid's name? I wrote it in here somewhere. Bob Baker, I think. Rick Baker. Rick Baker. Rick Baker, the monster maker. He had a whole page in... Uh, Famous Monsters. He was, I saw his first. It was like send in your own makeup, and he did a Planet of the Apes makeup. Oh. And you, you see my Planet of the Apes makeup. Yeah. I was about Rick Baker's age. His was unbelievable. And yeah. I remember looking at this kid from California or wherever he lived in then. Like, how did this kid do this? He's just a kid like me. That's. He wasn't me. like you. He was better than me. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <Jeff>. For point. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he had, he had. I read the stuff he was using. Liquid latex. I'm like, where does the kid get all this stuff? Yeah, that I don't know. Foam mold. He was rocking it, and then he went from a little kid sending his pictures to famous monsters to this famous makeup artist, yeah. still working today. Yeah. Wow. And that that life. was that was a big deal to um, animate, not animate, but automate. Well, like yeah, automate. Build, building the thing so that it actually stretched the. Uh, stretched out and you could see the proboscis stretching out of the guy's face. I mean, I thought only insects had proboscis. Well, maybe that's not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Look it up. Look it up. And he turned into a werewolf and then went off on his werewolfular 
antics. Yeah, wasn't that what they do? He tore up the apartment a little bit. I that's think that's always good to do. Yeah, you know, uh, I, there was a moment when he they did show his face and it was ringed in fur. Do you remember that part? Uh, actually, that, no, that didn't work for me. But if you ever watch it again. That was right before it started stretching out. Yeah. A little too long on that shot. But, yeah, tears up his apartment, heads out, right? And then comes the happy couple, new characters we haven't met yet, walking along romantically, happy in the nighttime. And what always happens to those people? (laughs) I'm drawing my (laughs) finger across my throat. (laughs) How come it's always the happy romantic couple that gets killed? I don't know. I feel like the director, well, he's telling us something. He's just telling you not to go out at night messing around. When there's a full moon. <laughs> and who are the next victims? Do you remember? Um, In the car lot? The junkyard? Oh, yeah. A bunch of homeless guys. Right. Oh, yes, right. Three, The three homeless guys. And then guys. the homeless guys always got to get killed. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I don't... I don't Some like that. My best friends are homeless guys. I like. I love those guys. <laughs> Should go to their place for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of funny because in a in a movie, obviously you're following the main character and the main character, the main character, and then there's the, these people that come on the set, and you think, well, what are they here for? <laughs> Guess what? It's a werewolf. <laughs> it's a werewolf movie. Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> They're not going to escape. Yeah. No. <laughs> And then tell the story and then become a character. Yeah. No. No. So yeah, they get they get wasted. And then and then that's it, right? Then David wakes up. But also I would like to add the because it's always the homeless guys that are victims, it's partly why they have a lower life expectancies. Because of werewolves? Yeah. It's prowling the streets. <laughs> It's not just people think it's because they drink too much. Yeah. It's actually they keep getting killed off in these films. Yeah. I'm sure that's true. Those that don't get taken down into the sewers by the giant salamanders are getting eaten by werewolves or taken by vampires. Or beat up in Clockwork Orange. Yes. <laughs> Which I haven't seen. Oh, we're going to do that one too. Yeah. Uh, the subway? Then the werewolf was in the subway. Oh, yes, in the subway, of course. Was that cool? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, how often have you ever seen a wolf slowly tracking a dude through the subway? Yeah, not very often. And the the subway, those scenes are always scary to me because somehow the guy gets off the subway train, he turns around, and like then he's the only one there. (laughs) There's nobody within a mile. He's worked really late. Yeah. It was a crowded city. Yeah. But I think what's scary about some of those things is I think it's a modern idea is the setting becomes normal. The subway. And, like, right in all the older films, the setting was the Haunted Mansion. The True. setting was the graveyard. Yes. And it was those places. And then I was reading these comics, um, Vertigo series by, forgive me, was it DC or Marvel? It was DC. And it was the Sandman, and it was John Constantine. And part of what John Constantine was about was the the horror was happening, like, in your normal place. Mm. And that, to me, made it extra scary. Mm. Like a guy's out jogging in his own neighborhood. Yeah. And... Well, that's true. Something bit horrible. And, or you're in a bathroom in a public place, and suddenly this, like, demon is there and rips out your eyes. And, like, well, wait, that can't happen because I'm in a safe place. Yeah. But there are no more safe places. Not even a subway, apparently. No. That's a good point. Yeah. 
But I think if you're going to be in the subway, don't be there alone. Yeah, because can you ever outrun a werewolf? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I always love this scene, though, the guy running, the guy running hysterically, you know, he's, tripping and his arms flailing. It. And it's so, it sucks to be mortal. Yeah. Tripping on the, uh, on the escalator, dropping his cane or his uh, umbrella, which would have been a, perhaps an effective weapon against a werewolf. Uh, and then you kind of think, what movies do you watch? And then you think, oh, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And guess what? No. He didn't make it. You know, and I heard on this podcast, uh, well, they do a new series, Spooked. And Spooked was horror stories. This girl's telling about being chased by this crazy guy in the woods and her dog. And she's saying, and I guess this is fiction. They're supposed to be like true stories. But um, how whenever I was running and running, I kept getting you know exhausted and realizing... I used to watch movies where the guy kept getting tired, and I'd be like, I wouldn't get tired. I'd keep running. Yeah. <laughs> no, you would also get exhausted because we're just mortals. And then they did a nice transition between scenes. You know, I always love those. The werewolf lunges, you hear the roar. Yes. And then it's the lion's roar in the zoo. Oh, yes, right. Is there a word for that? Uh, clever. <laughs> a clever cut. <laughs> a foley... No, I don't think so. No, no. just Um, clever editing. Editing. (laughs) And David wakes up in the cage. Yeah. In the wolf cage. Yeah, in the wolf cage. Nude. Naked. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Now, Megan, I laugh. Megan watched with me. Yeah. My daughter, who's in college, and he's he's running, trying to get out of the zoo. That was pretty funny. But wasn't there too much nakedness? No, I thought it was great. How about earlier in the film when he's with the girl, Alex? Was see his butt or something? Well, we see more. We see a lot of stuff. Oh, did we see the front? Uh, parts. Oh, I didn't quite notice. And Megan, I noticed at the end there was a very bad scene that I forgot about. But yeah, there was a lot of, you know, <laughs> was, relatively a lot of nudity. Was that the era when they used? To I think so. More? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's like, hey, we can get away with this. Let's throw that in there. <laughs> but him running was funny. And the boy. Yes. He, with he, the balloons. And, he buys his little yeah. boy's balloons to cover himself up. Yeah. But see, they. And that. Back in the 80s, that could happen for real. Today, all the kids would have seen the Stranger Danger movies and they would never have gotten near a naked guy. Right. Yeah. They would have ran away screaming. Yes. What? Yeah, that kid was cute. And the great shot where he runs by and snatches the woman's coat. Yes. Then he puts it on and he's he's standing in the queue. There's a tracking shot of him at the bus stop. Yeah. (laughs) And you see his naked feet and the camera pans up and he's wearing the coat. (laughs) So he becomes... And there, there was another scene on the subway with he and Alex. And he was... uh, David was sort of making fun of all of the punk rockers on the subway oh, yeah, right, right. because they're weird hair right. and their weird dress. And he was yeah. making fun of them. And so then here he was standing in the queue to get on the bus. And he was the weird one <laughs> yeah. trying to fit in. Yeah. He gets home. He's very enthusiastic. He's all fired up. You know, you're always like adrenaline rushed after you became a werewolf. Yes. Then he learn, learns of the murders, and he tries to get arrested. I thought that was a little over the top. He's yelling and swearing at the cop. Yeah, because he thinks he's... That's me, you stupid. Yeah. Couldn't you get yourself arrested? Um, if you really wanted to that badly? 
Maybe it was just he got caught up in the moment and couldn't, wasn't thinking straight. Well, you just punch the cop in the face. Yeah, well, that would, have, I mean, that would have done it. <laughs> surely you could come up with something. Yeah. Um, more nudity in front of the cop. <laughs> that would have done it, yes. <laughs> uh, so I didn't think that was believable. I thought it was a little over the top trying yeah. to get arrested. Not getting arrested, but I found the phone call home very touching. And the near suicide. Oh, yes. And suddenly it worked for me. Yeah. He's calling home and talked to his little sister or something. Right. Or, yeah. Then comes the, mo the, the movie palace scene. Yes. Right. I forgot that was coming. So suddenly I'm trying to skip the scene with my daughter. <laughs> oh, yes, because the movie, it's a porno. Yeah. It's a porno she's house. like, Dad, I've seen... Those things before on women. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, your mom yeah. will kill us. Let's, yeah. yeah. Let's get, I totally forgot that scene entirely. I thought this would be appropriate for my daughter. Um, so she was cool, but we did skip a little of that. But the, all the dead people appeared. We saw that part. Yes. Behind David saying, we're all dead, right? You have yeah. to kill yourself. Look at us. Remember us? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, the three guys from the... <laughs> From the junkyard. Turn around and homeless wave, guys. They just wave or yeah. something. Yep. Hello. Yeah. I'm Bob. You killed us all. Go kill yourself. Please. Right? And that yeah. was fantastic. In eighty one, whenever that was, whoever had seen something like that before. Well, nobody. Yeah. yeah. This was very groundbreaking. And then uh his friend Jack shows up and also tries to get him. Right? Jack shows up at this point? Yep, yeah, yeah. in the theater. Yeah. And Jack is further decaying, which is so, which was some great makeup. Yeah, it was also funny, him. right? Yeah, as it goes by. Yeah, because he's still talking completely normally, but his face is falling apart. Yeah, and when they were talking about how ways to kill himself, Megan suddenly goes, "Well, what about the silver bullet thing, Dad?" <laughs> so in this film, they didn't need silver bullets. I don't. Maybe. Maybe not. Right. We didn't know that the farmers had so we don't know. earlier. Yeah, we don't know. And when the police shot him, oh, jump to the end. That's true. They just shot him. They just so shot apparently him. he didn't, yeah, silver bullets were not necessary. Yeah, he, he transformed in the theater. Yes. And he, the, the girl's there, the nurse, Alex. Yeah, right. Right. And then you see a moment of sympathy because, of course, the werewolf always kills the one. He loves. Oh, that's from the original Wolfman, right? Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. That was in that film. He did try. He did go after her. Yeah. Right? And someone told him, like, that old lady. But Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a moment of sympathy in the wolf's eyes. And you think for a moment, oh, he's going to break through. No. And then he leaps and is killed. Yeah. And that's the and the movie ends very abruptly right there. I wrote the film wastes no time at all on any yeah. kind of afterthought. Yeah, right like, to the credits Oof. and Blue Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was a bit abrupt, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Did they need more? Well, I would have liked a little more. Seeing the girl crying over. Yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, and maybe a little discussion like, oh, I guess he was a werewolf, or wow, we've never seen that before, or. <laughs> Or something. Yeah. Or him, maybe him then dead and him walking off with his dead friend or something. Oh, sure. You know? Never thought of that one. I just thought it was really abrupt. and I, It was. It was too but, abrupt. But, but, but I, I understand did, their thinking. Just boom, right to yeah, the credits and blue right. moon. Blue yeah. moon, all happy. Yeah. After. Just got killed. That'd yeah. Great. Well, 
but that whole scene in London, in London when he breaks out of the theater and then he's walking along in the street and the oh, cars the cars are smashing into things and <laughs> I forgot that like it's like bodies blood bodies flying out of the cars oh, and they? I think why are they driving so fast in downtown <laughs> London these people are driving like eighty miles an hour there's, through this intersection there's a roundabout up there you better <laughs> slow down. It just got it just got so crazy, and then the police just like bang, and he went down. Yeah, yeah. So there were no silver bullets. No silver bullets. Breaking tradition. No big chase scene. You know, the whole the whole thing was pretty compact. Yes, and at that point, I didn't need a chase scene. Really? But I could use more after. Yeah. Death. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Great lines. Did you write any down or? Um, what's I, up with that? We did a couple. Like, yeah. why are the people flying out of the cars? Yeah, why are the people what flying out of the cars? That? I don't know. I just think John Landis thought uh, this is a great, a great opportunity for me to have lots of cars smashing together, and that was very popular in the '80s too. Lots of cars smashing together. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. And I thought, what's up with that? How come the same nurse was always on call? Oh like, yeah, twenty-four hours a day, every yeah. day. Yeah, she's dedicated. <laughs> yeah. And then the nurses spoon feed you in England. Apparently so. What's up with that? Yeah, okay. What, well, I'll take yeah. that. And great lines. I'll just read what I wrote. Yeah, read what you got. Where's the lamb? Oh, at the, from the slaughtered lamb. At the slaughtered lamb. Yeah. I guess. Do you remember that one? I thought it was great. I don't yeah. remember now. But where's the lamb? I guess when he came into the place. Yeah, excuse me, what's that star on the wall for? Yeah. In the silence. Um, but they never really explain that, do they? That the pentagram is the sign of the werewolf? No, but we know. Because it's called American Werewolf in London. But how do we know? Because it's a pentagram. Okay. <laughs> didn't you read Famous Monsters when you were a kid? No. Oh. Uh, and I didn't realize it till I watched the Lon Chaney version the other night, because the pentagram plays a big role in there. Yes. In the original. You're right, it did. So, it I, did. Did, I didn't know that. Um, when he says, uh, hi, David, and David says, put that down. Yeah. Also. Yeah. That was very funny. And I didn't mean to call you Meatloaf Jack, because he was so decayed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David got mad at him. <laughs> says, I didn't mean to call you meat Meatloaf. And then the little boy with the balloons, when he said... A naked American man stole my balloons. Yeah. So I guess he didn't buy them, right? He That's right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Acting, you liked them all and whatnot? Uh, yeah. I thought the main guy is never struck me as a little off or something. The guy from the lamb? From the slaughtered lamb? No, the, the main werewolf. Boy. Oh, the main guy? Yeah. Were you cool all the way with him? Yeah. What what okay. did, what were you thinking about him? Never know. There's always just been a little something about him. Hmm. You've seen him in other things? Yes. Uh, something else, too. And oh, okay. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Griffin Dunn, I'm a fan of his. He's done other things? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the film we have to also review where he can't get home from the date. And the whole film takes place overnight. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah, recall problems. But we really okay. didn't watch that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in that one. Yeah, actually, I don't recognize either of those guys. I recognize the doctor. He had a he's, great voice, I thought. Yeah. I loved his voice. Yeah. And the nurse. I've seen her in a couple of things. But, oh, you know, I thought the acting I thought the acting was good. I thought the music was good. 
editing was good. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, it seems a, a little bit dated, but still very fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to hear you enjoyed it. I was really worried you'd be like, this is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, again, it does make me wonder, what was the director saying? I always think back to, cut. to the trauma of uh, to the trauma of high school when we were reading The Great Gatsby, and this was probably in sophomore year, and the teacher said one of the questions on the quiz was why was Gatsby's suit pink, and I just didn't get it. The, what she's saying is the author could pick any color he wanted. Why did he make Gatsby's suit pink? And so then after I learned why, I thought, okay, well, that's really interesting because a director in a movie can do the same thing. He can do anything he wants. Why does he stage things like this? What is he trying to say? So when there's scenes li like this whole movie, what is he trying to say about humanity? Is he trying to make a statement about humanity or is he just trying to tell a fun I think, story? I think you're mistaking this with Anna Karina. Yeah. <laughs> Karenina. Remember I read that book? Yeah. Uh, or is he just trying to spin a good tale for the sake of it? He's or, just trying to spin a good tale. Okay. Yes. Well, what I would say think? I would say he succeeded in that. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's always bothered me because when people because there might be people that watch this movie and go, oh yes, what they're saying is man's inhumanity to man and man fighting against nature right. and the endless conflict. I was thinking a little bit how the futility or life happens to you or, but no, yeah. yeah spin in a good yarn. Yeah. Spin in a good yarn yeah. and stay off the moors. And stay, yes. Oh, when I was in London, Laura and I were out on the moor, Dartmoor. Oh, great. Great. Dartmoor. I got a whole book from there. It was uh, Carnes and all this. So we're out on at Dartmoor national park. Great. Loved it. And then I'm hearing this. I'm like, Laura, I know this can't be real, but does that sound like a werewolf to you? <laughs> She's listening. Like, well, can't be a werewolf, but I don't know what that is. It's like, Bruh. wow. It was cars driving over the cattle. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, so the cattle's hoofs would fall in there yeah. or to keep them from cars driving over the oh. room. <laughs> it was really, yeah. So anyway, a little, little American werewolf too much in my head. When yeah, I maybe. London. Yeah. In England, uh, and why was Gatsby's suit pink? The author wanted to accentuate his nouveau riche-ness. Okay. So it was a little bit gaudy and ostentatious. Yeah. Do you ever think the authors read other people's comments on their work and then go, holy cow, I meant nothing like yeah, that. Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> Whenever, especially poets, <laughs> well, yeah, because when you ask a poet, what what does that poet mean? Well, what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, a, a to little, me, it means a little uh, more open ended. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and then the poets go, yeah, I, didn't, I never never thought of that. I bet there's a lot of that that goes on, yes. weaving stuff into it that's not really. Yeah, there. it's like our art conversation we had going to Gen Con with the guys. Remember, like, there's I always like art that has a specific meaning by an, uh, an artist. Mm -hmm yet has some room for interpretation. And when I show my paintings to my kids at work from the Cold War, we do that part of the history. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, 
No, I didn't intend that, but I like that you're thinking that. Because that's along the lines of what I wanted to get at. And the fact that you see that, I think is cool. Although I could not honestly say I intended that specifically. What I meant was more along this line. Yeah. Other kids will go, well, no, I think the guns are like not facing the kids. And I'm like, no, it's horrible. They should be facing the kids. That's my whole intent. If they're not, there's no threat to these children. So I should have found a better way to draw them so they look like they're facing in the wall, not out of the wall from mm-hmm. the angle I put them. You know, I can't tell without seeing this, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's a failed artist. Failed in saying my message. So if you're getting wacky stuff, then I am really not happy. But if you're close to what I am saying and you're seeing a few some new things, I love it. Well, I think if you bought it, I love it. <laughs> if you bought it, you can think whatever you want. <laughs> Are you saying you want to buy one of my paintings? I do. I would. Actually, I should just give you one. I've got room. Why the heck haven't I done that? Right? Yeah. Okay. Is this a show? Or are we going to... That's it. That's it for American Werewolf in London. So next week will be the book? Yeah, the book. The Wolfman. They didn't tie in so well, and these shows go longer than we think, so we hope you enjoy listening. And we'll see you next time on Spine and Sprocket. For the very excellent... Well, we won't say what we're going to say yet. Maybe excellent. Maybe not excellent. Maybe Midland. Yeah, it could be. Book by Nicholas Piquero. Yes. Called The Wolfman. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Talking to a corpse is boring. <laughs> we shall seize the bridges, it's all a question of bridges, with thunderclap surprise. I love the smell of my pub in the morning. It smells like... Fine. And sprocket.